Welcome to Bravo Happy Hour. I'm your host, Megan O'Donnell. Grab yourself a drink and join me while I break down the week in Bravo TV news. Welcome to an extra special episode of Bravo Happy Hour. Season 12 of The Real Housewives of Atlanta has just come back into our lives, and we all can't stop talking about Nini's absence, all these damn babies, and obviously the return of Kenya Moore. Since Kenya left after season 10, she got married, had a baby, and is now getting a divorce from her husband, Mark Daly. As much as we love what Kenya is bringing to the screen this season, we can't forget about everything she's done before this current season. Kenya's return to The Real Housewives of Atlanta has inspired inspired me to partner up with Moni from the Mixing with Moni podcast to do a deep dive into the critically acclaimed television pilot, one episode only, Life Twirls On, which was written, produced, and starred the one and only Kenya Moore. Welcome, Moni. Welcome back to reality that life <laughs> does not twirl on with Kenya Moore. Um, thank you so much for having me. I have never been tasked with something so special as to review and critique the world's shittiest pilot ever. So Life Twirls On was debuted in May of 2015. May 8th should be a national holiday, if you ask me. The Life Twirls On <laughs> day, if you will. So Kenya always came on to the show and was like, whatever, Miss America, that was her thing. But then she also was like, I'm a producer, I'm a writer, I'm an actress, I'm this, I'm this, I'm this. And so by 2015, she ended up making a pilot for Life Twirls On, which the plot on IMDb says, three grown sisters who share the same last name of Brown are suddenly forced to move in together after the most successful sister has a nervous breakdown from ending a one-day marriage. So let's all assume Kenya called herself the most successful sister. Okay. (laughs) Who lasted one day in a marriage, which is 70 days less than Kim Kardashian. (laughs) Which I'm sure we'll get to, but I did not get the impression that she was married in the pilot. I got the impression that she was going to get married, then didn't, then did, but almost didn't. But it was a really weird um, continuity. There's a lot of continuity errors, like within the one episode. You would think there would be continuity errors later on like different episodes don't concur <laughs> with the pilot but no this happened within the span of like three to seven minutes yeah with the ads i believe it was 25 minutes but it was a 22 minute episode of right. just content and yeah there was no real through line between the plot and to write a pilot is quite simple like you want to start off with the main storyline and then at the end you kind of want to wrap it up with a little bow so that like that can then be shopped to networks like that's the point of a pilot and as much as i think she tried to you know take screenwriting 101 i think she definitely missed the mark a little bit oh a lot of <laughs> but to to rewind a little bit so kenya plays the lead in life twirls on and her name is kenya brown so the whole plot is she fell in love with her college sweetheart and they've known each other for 20 years and supposedly they met 20 years later they met up again they had a magical evening of passionate sex and she then he proposed because it was just that good yeah Oh, good, good job, Kenya. Yeah, that, now uh, we know how she's had like four men on this one show. Right? <laughs> For real. <laughs> so the soon-to-be husband is named Henry Brown, and he's played by Leon, who is Cynthia Bailey's ex-husband. And he is fine. I will I will Cynthia's say she is good baby guess. daddy, too. That's oh. why Noelle is as cute as she is. Mm. She is born and bred of two gorgeously beautiful brown people. (laughs) For real. (laughs) The two of the prettiest people I've ever seen in my life. And that's one thing that I know you're going to get into is the characters and the actors. But like, especially because largely on my podcast, it's a person of color's perspective about all shows we all love. But I'm largely both one foot in both regular, you know, pop culture, mainstream pop culture, as I would call it. And like what is considered like black Hollywood. And a lot of the people in this show are major deals Mm -hmm. to, at least to me and growing up, especially like the black church community. I was (laughs) shocked that she got as many people that I've seen on more BET movies than anything else. I was like, (laughs) how does Kenya Moore know all these people to come and do this trash show with her? Like, 
I mean, just spoiler alert, because I know you're going to get there, Megan, but like <laughs> Janet Hubert, what is happening? Like <laughs> Fresh Prince of Bel-Air is a staple to all people, not just one kind of person, but Fresh Prince of Bel-Air is like legendary. And you have the Janet Hubert, the Aunt Viv, you have her in this hot mess, like boiling hot piping hot garbage is what this was in the best way, but not in a trash, you know, way that we like to watch like reality TV, but like you have an acclaimed actress, a real actress in this movie. And I'm not saying the roles are still hot for Jana Huber, but <laughs> Kenya Moore girl, like we're, we're answering Kenya Moore's calls and returning them and showing up. Yeah. Like she Perfect. went to a casting call. Like <laughs> actually it happened. Like, <laughs> She responded and told the agent, yes. Yeah, but again, I don't know how many roles she's getting. And also, when you are linking up with a thing from a Bravo person, like, there's a decent chance that it could actually take off. Like, Alicia Silverstone for American Women for, I mean, granted, like, Kyle like is very different. She was like on an actual very network. Very <laughs> good comparison. Oh my god, I forgot about that train wreck of a show. Oh. But that one got picked up well, simply yeah. because Kyle. Yeah, I mean, exactly. she's done some things. Little House on the Prairie, big hit. Yeah, huge. Still Someone talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> but that was a good segue into talking about who plays the auntie character. Aunt Lorraine is played by Janet Hubert. And if you guys don't know, she was Aunt Viv for the first three seasons of the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. And then oh, got, man. like, supposedly... Like, she was a huge diva on set, got into all these fights with Will Smith, and then got kicked off the show. And they yeah. did a full swoop in where they don't even mention that it's, like, cle- like they don't even make, like, a silly, like, nod to the fact that they completely recasted the mother. Wait, they, they, they did. In oh. one episode, Will does go, like, um, you look different. Aunt Viv. And then he just looks at the camera and that's it. We never hear anything else. Mm. And they they then completely change her character. Like Aunt Viv was this strong professor type. She was smart. She was very accomplished. And then I did hear some, especially like some like E True Hollywood stories or something about how she was then in this competition of like it should be more about the family and not just Will Smith, which A, I agree with because the character development of that show was amazing. They're all so investable characters Mm -hmm. that you do want to know more. But it was called The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. It was not called The Fresh Family of Bel-Air. So it was supposed to be about him. And it was his show. So I get that. But I still don't know how we fell from grace so far that we're returning King and Moore's calls. (laughs) Well, at least she wasn't willing to sign the waiver to be filmed for The Real Housewives of Atlanta, which was a whole (laughs) fight in itself. And then according to uh, Janet's web series, Black Dress, she said Kenya then refused to pay her for her work on Life Twirls On because she wouldn't agree to be on The Real Housewives of Atlanta. So Janet had to then go to threaten her via SAG, like the the workers union, because that's, you know, illegal to have people work. Uh, Probably a couple days too yeah you can't do things for free that's not how this works no no especially not like showbiz baby especially with an actress who yeah again like has credits and is in sag which means she's getting like at least like 10 lines a year on any type of show so she's working we don't know what she's doing but she's working so we see Kenya has two sisters. One is Robin Brown, who's played by D. Woods from Danity Kane. Yet another yes, great cast. Casting choice. Me, I'm a child of that era. So. <laughs> <laughs> so D. Woods plays Robin, who's like the smart sister. She's like a psycho, a psychologist. Who she's deemed the smartest of the three, but you could tell she has like a deep secret with her husband underlying the whole time. Oh. Ooh. And by the whole time, we mean for 47 seconds when they mention it at the very end of a 22-minute pilot. Yeah, right. It's like that is where you're <laughs> supposed to have like Easter eggs, like kind of like throughout the show where you could pick up on tension, I don't know, key phrases or physical tension between people, like a little look. But again, that uh, she's not there yet. Right. Then we have her sister, Megan, who is, I don't think, played by anybody that I know. I didn't get that she was played by any. I didn't recognize her. I'll say that. Yeah. <laughs> her name is Adrian Ray. Uh, let's see. She's really pretty. Um, she is. I'm surprised this is her first thing. Oh, she was in Atlanta. 
She the show? Yeah. Hmm. Well, okay. Well, then in my defense, this was filmed a, way a one episode. A one okay. episode. Okay. Wait. If this says anything, Life Twirls On is her first credit on IMDb. I was about to say, <laughs> Atlanta definitely came after Life yeah. Twirls On, so then this would make sense. I would not have recognized her from then. I just watched Life Twirls On for the first time yesterday. <laughs> so Megan is a college dropout. She has has a degree in gold digging, and they play her out to be like the whore sister. Which love that for my namesake. Huge, huge yeah. for me. <laughs> so that kind of sets the scene for who we're dealing with. Kenya, one of three girls, with Henry, has the aunt, no parents. No parents are mentioned throughout any of this. But and I do get the vibe that they, she has a different bro- like a different mom. Yeah. Than at least one of them. Yeah. So there was like drama with that. So I could I do see where some of the Easter eggs were. I just think that a lot of these Easter eggs were a little overcooked. <laughs> These were some hard-boiled Easter eggs, um, but they really fully cooked them, so there wasn't much to grow on throughout, especially with character development, because a few of them, we kind of got, what else can you do with the gold-digging sister? Like, that's, we know exactly who she is now. Like, there's no other, you know, place we can go. And we got the entirety of Kenya's relationship with her husband or ex-husband or ex-fiance in one episode. And then um, <laughs> yeah. I know that you put something in the notes of the assistant even who was isn't he? Wasn't he her assistant in real life? Yeah, Brandon. Yeah, I was like, I, yeah. this boy is not an actor, but he did better than Kenya. But Ooh, he, he was he was the breakout star of this. Brandon was, was amazing. He had some funny things. I did make some notes that some of the things he said it was the only time that I mentally laughed. Like I recognized that it was funny. The joke <laughs> landed. It just didn't trigger a actual physical response of laughter. But I knew it was funny. <laughs> and he, I know she said like he's a don't ask, don't tell, which I get. It. Uh, that was the yeah. around the time. I'm uh, of that, but like, girl, you could say gay. Yeah, yeah. When I heard that, I was like, um, all right, we what really, are you about? yeah. <laughs> so the episode opens up in a beautiful mansion overlooking this pool with just dead grass. Like it's supposed to be looking out like over a beautiful lawn, but it's just like yellow grass and a pool. And you could see like a wedding set up with all the chairs, the what's it called? The, the mantle and what's not the mantle. Uh, um, what is that thing in the front? Um, I haven't had one yet, yeah. so I couldn't tell you. <laughs> Same, um, I don't know all the inner workings of a wedding. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing up at the front of the wedding, the podium. No, yeah, it's not even something it. like that. The I don't pulpit, know. The, the usher, the aisle. All I can think back to is um, uh, Vanderpump Rules, for anyone that watches, when um, Lisa didn't want that for her aunt, when um, Katie and Tom got married or fake married. She didn't want that. She was like, I don't want to feel like a preacher. I mean, I can't believe she even spoke at their wedding. I feel I like that cheapened she the brand. ordained that bullshit, especially since now we know that it wasn't real. Surprise. <laughs> Surprise. Who would have thought? He didn't sign the paperwork. He, didn't, he couldn't get around to sending it in with all his yeah, work uh-huh, he's doing sure. all day. <laughs> or didn't want to. So we see this scene opens up looking overlooking the pool and whatnot. And Kenya is doing a voiceover about how weddings are the day that you dream about forever. Then flash cut skirt to Kenya running on the top floor of her house, holding a knife, chasing down Megan, the host sister and her husband, Henry, down then a flight of steps and then falling down a flight of steps with a knife in her hand. Oh, yeah, that would work out in real life. Yeah, really safe. So then from there, it's a cliffhanger. We're at the first of four commercials. So in this YouTube pilot, we get four advertisements for more hair care product. And for hair that's worthy of a crown, which... She didn't deliver that line right. Like, I challenge people to just watch it just for the commercials. The first time I was like, wait... Is this real? Oh, they're gonna just make it a thing that she's like a hair person, that she's a model? No. No. Oh, this is a commercial for herself. Oh, okay. Oh, this is this is fun. And then I was like, this is not 
good. It gave me She by Sheree vibes, first commercial, second season of <laughs> um, Atlanta, where it was like, she is timeless. She is sophisticated. And it was like 27 she's of what she is for two whole minutes. And like, she by Sheree Whitfield. And I was like, I guess. And then that's exactly what this was, where it was like, anyone else could have done the voiceover but you. Like, anyone else should have done it but you. And it was literally like, like more hair care for hair that's worthy of a crown. Like you didn't even dip the voice. It's supposed to go down yeah. at the end. It's a declarative statement, not a question. <laughs> I feel like you need to write it and tell her that. I really do. I wanted to write her. I have like problems with whomever like published this with because it did. It definitely did have some elements of like a real thing, but it was also so grainy. And I did try two different, um, the uploads of the episode. Then I realized this was from the official Kingdom more page. Oh so yeah. Like this is the best we're going to get. Yeah. This is the best one. And it's still bad. And it's like, it looks like, you know, the tit- the titular page of life twirls on literally looks like someone just did like Microsoft word, <laughs> word art yeah. over top the screen or the scene and just like put it on there. Yeah, the production value was definitely not the highest. However, to film a pilot of a show costs a lot of money, and good cameras, because I like work in that, cost so much money. Like a day's worth of shooting of one thing can cost up to like fifteen thousand dollars in just camera stuff. So, like, if you don't have that, she could have easily just been filming this on her iPhone. Like, I kind of wouldn't put it past her. I wouldn't have either, but I actually think that if she had just not taken the Tyler Perry approach and did everything herself Mm -hmm. and just gotten someone to develop the script for her ghostwriter style and not been the director, you know, editor, writer, producer, (laughs) then maybe someone might have picked it up because it actually felt like it could have had something or at least taken the Kyle Richards approach and been the inspired on. Yeah. And not the actual lead actress and everything else. Because it then tends to read like someone who was spread really thin for 22 minutes. (laughs) So after the first commercial, it goes to a scene where it's the men, the groomsmen and his guys talking about how he put a ring on it after one night. They were calling Kenya stuck up and said like she would never give him the time of day until that one night. But then he started cheating. Oh, Oh. it's like, I I feel like there's like parallels to what happened to her. Like, I feel like she met Mark. They had sex. He literally was like, let's get married. Right. And it's just like a, yeah, a complete parallel to what is happening in this show. Foreshadow. Yeah, exactly. So many English terms. I was an English major in college. So I really took a critical eye ear to this and it definitely read like a foreshadow like oof this is going to uh, get maybe life towards on in real life maybe this maybe she'll revisit the same way we are she'll hear this podcast and be like you know what i'm gonna pull myself up by my crindling skirt and we are going to twirl on <laughs> well maybe she'll try to like put out the rest of the season i would love that I'm not <laughs> i mean frankly I really enjoyed this. <laughs> like, I thought I mean, it was they're, really they're, good. We could do some things with this script. I really did think that we had something there. She was funny, and I think, you know, the acting isn't the best, but I thought a lot of the so jokes were landing. Actress. To me. I mean, she's not, but everybody else was. They yeah. did okay. <laughs> I mean, so, Leon's a pro. <laughs> uh, oh, I mean, oof, he, yeah. So Leon is technically playing an NBA player, of course, but he's no longer in the NBA. And they now bank on Kenya's millions she got from all of those hair care products that she's selling, which I love that that's how she became the most successful of the three sisters by Kenya Moore hair care. <laughs> which is so funny because her name is Kenya Brown. Oh, yeah. Brown hair hair. Continuity error. (laughs) Because it definitely was. I know we'll get to the scene because, I mean, the scene of Cynthia being the Jamaican shop owner is a conversation in itself. And we saw it on TV, and it was still way worse when I saw it again yesterday. But (laughs) um, the box that she's opening, putting the hair care products out, and that she's literally having an inner commercial in the show. So I called it five commercials. Um, It's she was it was a more and it wasn't even like an actual box, like a production box, which I'm so surprised because what does her stuff actually come in when it goes to the stores? Because the product was out at that time. Right. But they're opening 
a cardboard brown box that just in black Sharpie says more hair care. <laughs> that is what she's opening in that scene before she starts to talk about how more hair care will make your hair grow longer and longer and longer. <laughs> and I'm just like, okay, so commercial number five. Got it. Okay, cool. But I'm like, y'all couldn't even get a box for this. Yeah. Bethany Frankel would never have let that happen. Never. No. Well, no, she was also the one who did the hair care product event where there was just water in the bottle. So I don't know if it actually does exist. I'm looking at the website and there are a lot of products. (laughs) There's a lot of different stuff. Shampoo, conditioner, growth masks, serums, edges, vitamins. Okay. So it only took four years and it still came out before she by Sheree. Yeah, I don't think Shiba Jiray will ever actually come out. I do no, think... I'll never get the joggers. They look... The concept looked great. I love a jogger. I do, too. But... Yeah. Not to mention the jogger was idea number two after, like, eight years Aww. of a very different concept that she presented to us when she had a fashion show with no fashions. <laughs> How do you have a fashion show with no fashions? Oh, man. Old oh, school Atlanta but was, that was a dream. That was when it was peak. Like, this season has been good thus far. There was something back then that just, it was just lightning in a bottle with that cast. It really was. Like, that was a good time. A good cast. And I would say we even had a good thing going, even when Phaedra came and her mm-hmm. like oh, bullshit God. with Apollo. And the you know, the, remember the description and see about the date, like if she was pregnant oh, before yeah. she got married or not, because she was a Southern church lady. And I was like, this is possibly the best TV I've ever seen in my life. And I watch a lot of TV. <laughs> like just because your mom is a pastor doesn't mean she can't count. Like she can figure <laughs> things out about your timeline with your man and this baby. Like, okay, right. girl, it's okay. I think your mom knows you're a grown ass woman. You might be having premarital sex. Imagine that. Maybe. Maybe. And that's the funny thing is like she would not have investigated very differently than Kenya probably should have investigated whether or not her man was actually having an affair with her little sister because in the pilot, literally – we saw nothing. And I was very convinced we were going to see something because the way that the little sister was like bending over the desk and yeah. she's looking for something. And she was like, she was filming her fiance on the day of their wedding. And she's filming her sister's fiance and asking him questions about why he's decided to get married and saying something to Kenya um, so that she can play for her later. And then conveniently puts down the camera mm. in a spot that is so specific that it happens to catch everything that happens in that <laughs> large room, even though it is literally a handheld video camera that has to be moved and the way she put it it faces the wall and he came out of like a side door and then moved to behind the camera because we saw the camera in the frame (laughs) but like she's bending down over these desks looking for something and he finds a vibrator because I guess it's her room Mm -hmm. and he finds her vibrator and is swaying it around the room and she's trying to get it from him. But the way she was bending over the desk before that, I thought that there was maybe going to be something seductive the way it was positioned, but no, it was literally nothing. She walked in on literally nothing. Well, that's kind of the thing that was ridiculous because you do see her bending over and you see him coming in. So I kind of assumed he was going to like put his hand on her or make some sort of like some sort of conversation where it like would allude to them having a past together, but it clearly being like a completely platonic situation. And then, yeah, he's taunting her with the sex toy and she's like, oh my God, stop embarrassing me, whatever, give it back, like whatever. That's how any person would be if my, you know, (laughs) if I had a sister and her fiance on their wedding day was holding my vibrator i'd be like yeah, i mean it's inappropriate what are you doing it's not an affair it's just weird. yeah it, it's not a full affair so this is where the kenya of it all comes in so kenya ends up storming into the bedroom catches them grabs a convenient chef's knife that's just on the desk upstairs yeah in a, a bedroom <laughs> a casual knife not even a letter opener like <laughs> anything else no like this is what you use when you're like chopping like a butternut squash where you like need something it's heavy huge. duty it was like an onion cutter like, yeah. this is a big knife <laughs> so there's the rogue knife she picks it up and runs at the two of them and starts threatening them leon or henry whatever you want to call him and the sister run out of the room and then that's the scene where we see Kenya running down the main hallway with the knife, screaming, you're a homewrecker, you're cheating on me, whatever, blah, 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 you're having an affair, which is a little rash because, again, they weren't, like, naked in bed with a vibrator. They were standing near a bed 
holding a vibrator and they weren't like if they I don't know if had they been touching and they been doing anything maybe like the 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 knife the pulling out the knife would have been warranted right. but not so many other things maybe like maybe maybe like even inappropriate but not necessarily an affair that we could have also probably dealt with maybe she's bent over music is playing or something downstairs. Maybe she starts like twerking on him or dancing on him or something, Mm -hmm. anything else that would have warranted a reaction of I'm going to go to jail on my wedding day over this. (laughs) No one's even naked. Like, and you know what? I just realized I have a very interesting continuity question. And guys, this, this entire pilot is so easy to find. You just (laughs) literally Google electorals on like nine things come up, but like (laughs) continuity question, error number like 67, the very first scene is shown of like Kenya and her siblings walking down the aisle, but Kenya walks down the aisle. She makes it like she's walking down the aisle, but the premise is that towards like the, not even halfway through within the first like seven minutes, she's canceling the wedding because she's running out chasing after her fiance and her little sister with a knife and then everybody takes the gifts and leaves. So I'm like, so which is it? Did she end up coming back to the aisle? Did they reconcile? Like I was very confused. Like how did we get both shots? If both things occurred, Yeah, she like, never said like this didn't happen. She said, this is what it was supposed to be like, but let me just rewind a few hours earlier. And then, but then how did you get down the aisle? Yeah. I'm very concerned. I'm also very concerned, but I'm thinking like she also could have been like, maybe we'll have more episodes and I'll have my chance to explain myself. Oh, I see. But no, I also just I think was, she doesn't know what an actual producer is. I, was about to say, I was under the impression that she knew the same thing we knew and that it wasn't good enough to get picked up. But I guess you're right. Maybe four years ago, she thought it was going to be. I mean, but again, like, had she done it the right way? Had she hired a production company to do all this stuff? And, you know, maybe even, like, taking herself out of this leading role, it could have been a little bit better, a little bit meatier, because the concept, I think, is kind of, I mean, you know, for what it's worth. This could have been a movie. This could have been a movie. Had she built it out a little bit, made a little bit more backstory for each of the characters, it could have been a good hour and 27-minute movie. For anyone listening, what it read and and who's familiar with the context, one of the bachelor, no, that's not what they're called, um, the groomsmen of Leon, and they're discussing like right before the wedding, they're taking shots and he decided to get married. And they're basically trying to talk him out of it. And they're giving him the whole... Uh, she caught you cheating. So what? What's wrong with you? It's just one time. You're a basketball player. What does she expect? And I'm like, but he's not anymore. A. B. What the fuck? That's stupid. And C. This guy who's doing it with the beard, he is in every major Tyler Perry film, every like growing up. And I grew up in like the black church. This he is a staple in every black church play. And I'm like, oh my God, I don't know his name. No one ever does. But like this <laughs> show could have been like one of those things. It's like a B-rated production, like on BET every Sunday, maybe TV one even. Like it's not or own, because mm. you know, own is notorious for having these like melodramatic uh, <laughs> black, you know female charged dramas that mean mean it make no sense and make you just really need therapy after <laughs> but that's exactly what it could have been like very low production but even those have better production value than this but i think it had potential if kenya was just taken out of the role and maybe just the consultant maybe even the producer i don't know her her powers but <laughs> just she was probably the tank she was the anchor for the ship for the whole ship yeah she tanked it. <laughs> she's not an actress, in case we didn't know. She's a beautiful woman. Gorgeous. And she's great at being real, but she's not an actress. It's like anytime anyone's ever seen um, Wendy Williams, you know, the talk show host, in any type of actual acting role, she has to pretend to be funny and pretend to be messy. It's just not good because she's better authentic. Like, Kenya is better. With AMC Plus, the plus doesn't just mean more. It means better. Available through the platforms you're already on, AMC Plus is a premium streaming bundle with the best of AMC, plus the complete collections of Shudder, Sundance Now, and IFC Films Unlimited. Get the latest from The Walking Dead. With early access and exclusives, binge acclaimed series like Mad Men, ad-free, and with new content dropping each week, like Gangs of London, a powerful drama about London's criminal underworld, there's always something fresh to check out. Sign up at amcplus.com. 
amcplus.com. AMC Plus, only the good stuff. For many of us, the holidays will look different this year. Family and friend reunions might not be the same, but that shouldn't stop us from feeling close. That's why I'm gifting my loved ones the most meaningful gift this year, a chance to tell their story and share memories using StoryWorth. StoryWorth is an online service that helps your loved ones share stories through thought-provoking questions about their memories and personal thoughts. It's a fun new way to engage with family, especially those you can't see in person this year. Around this time last year, I lost my grandfather, and I felt this insane guilt that I didn't ask him enough questions about his love story with my grandma, his career, his immigration journey from Italy in the 1960s, and so much more. To honor his birthday this past year, I gifted my grandma a StoryWorth membership. Every week, StoryWorth emails her a different prompt with questions you'd never think to ask, like, if you were to do it over, what would you have done differently? Or when was your first kiss? You can customize your prompts to ask anything you'd like, so I obviously had to ask, who's your favorite grandkid? Just kidding. After one year, StoryWorth will compile all your stories, including photos, into a beautiful keepsake book that ships for free. I'm planning to order one for myself, my brothers, and my cousins so we can share our grandparents' story with our children someday. Give your loved ones the gift of spending time together wherever you live with StoryWorth. Get started right away with no shipping required by going to storyworth.com slash bravohh. You'll get $10 off your first purchase. That's storyworth.com slash bravohh for $10 off. If you are anything like me, you haven't bought a single gift for anybody this year, maybe other than yourself. <laughs> this will be an amazing gift for anybody who is looking for that last minute gift that doesn't involve shipping costs and will be something that you can pass down to your families for generations. That's storyworth.com slash bravohh for $10 off off you guys and you get a deal look at that or just give her a mic and be unscripted put a script in her hand and she won't deliver yeah i feel like people forget that these are actual professions and people go to school to act it's kind of something people study (laughs) you can't just up and call yourself an actress but i mean it's kenya she's got wild confidence and i'm trying to take a page from her book because yeah she uh, thinks she is can do everything. And surprise, you can't. But I would say one of my favorite parts, she falls down the steps with the knife in her hand. She's running through the house, goes outside, is by the pool, screaming that she's going to cancel the wedding. Everyone's like, okay, canceled wedding. And then all the guests start stealing the gifts and leave. I'm like, yeah. this is amazing. I'm like, what kind yeah. of wedding is this? They're taking it back. Like, I can use this. Yeah, <laughs> this uh, Cuisinart mixer is really going to look good in my house. I always wanted one. Why did she get one before me? <laughs> and then we get to advertisement two, same commercial. And I was excited when I saw another commercial coming, saying, ooh, like, this could be good. This could be another one. Same exact one. Then it goes back to the show. It cuts to two days later. Nobody has spoken to Kenya. She's distraught over the failed wedding. It's also been all over the press as well, which, again, foreshadowing to her current situation where everything is being dragged out in the media, especially on my show. Uh, <laughs> which is terrible. <laughs> I'm always like, it's crazy. The press won't stop talking about it. And then I'm like, well, technically... I am the press. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, those bastards want to just give her her space. <laughs> Terrible. So they were also saying that she could have died or she could have OD'd on heroin or she could have been <laughs> or she could have died from overwatching the Real Housewives, which was just like a bad joke from Brandon. Like I, he, that was like his first moment where I'm like, Brandon, OK, we can't play it up too much. That was the only joke that he made where just. Fell flat. Right. We know she's a housewife. We know this is a housewives-based show. Exactly. We get it. But I guess maybe throw it in there a little bit. Make uh, Bravo maybe happy. Who knows? I mean, I really think that... I really feel like she probably had a conversation with Bravo about it, and it might not have gone over well. Because I don't think Bravo wanted to do much with it, but I do think Kenya Moore fully has the tendency and the power to go into a room and be like, so what do we think? Do you know anyone? Right. You you want to, you want, it's great. Right. Cause I think that she's like, this is going to bring in a housewife audience because they're going to want to watch this, but also you want this money. And they're like, girl, we don't need it. And I think she thought that there was going to be something that they would have, at least if she fleshed it out, they would have like, you know, put it on for a little bit simply because 
um, what I've noticed is they have like a really weird uh, connection to that community, especially I think that she was shooting for because Tyler Perry's Medea films play on Bravo all the time, like consistently. So I really thought that she thought she had a shot and she went on like meetings with other big, you know, producers in that industry. She was was tweeting at Tyler Perry. I'm like, she really thought that she was going to do something (laughs) with this production. Like it was very much so reminiscent of when she first met Phaedra and Apollo and was like, I'm going to produce a workout video. I have a production company. I'm legit. I am a business woman. I was in some movie that she was in with like some very other low rent actors and rappers and stuff. But she was like, I was in a movie. I got this. You want me, you need me. And Bravo was like, honey, we need none of it. Did you ever look to any of her workout videos? I remember that it was like 99 on Amazon and I couldn't afford it. And it was like not even expensive. It was like 99 cents, but I still didn't want to spend my money on that. Oh, wait, I'm looking here. Kenya was on Fresh Prince. Maybe that's how she knows Aunt Viv. Oh, wow. Huh. Okay. Okay. Very interesting. Maybe they they go way back, back to 94, like whopping 25 years ago. Hmm. So at this point, Kenya is totally missing, but she comes into the house. She storms in, and she has a face full of fake lips and fillers, which is, I guess, what people do when they're heartbroken. I, I couldn't yeah, understand sure. the whole new face. I couldn't understand where the logic came for that. Where it's like, why would you get a new face when your guy just w- half cheated on you? I, I don't know. It was weird right. that that was like the way she came back into the into the and house. They made it seem like she was gone for so long because of uh, like the the breakup but to get the work done but if she was gone for so long why wouldn't she just come back when it settled like we know that now you know like we know from housewife culture now watching oc and like a few seasons ago when vicky had a whole new face <laughs> for the first part of the season about reunion she looked normal but the whole season she looked ridiculous like why wouldn't she just stay a little longer away from people and let the face settle yeah, and I also think at this point, like, don't people understand, like, the cadence of your filming schedule? You think, like, okay, if we're going to wrap in April, you know, I'll get my face done late April so that by the time we're filming in July, maybe my face won't look so wonky. But I guess it only took her 14 years of doing the show to realize that. Exactly. It's just... Neither of them know how TV works, apparently, even though they've been on it longer than anyone else. <laughs> um, but I digress. It looks like Pinion Moore doesn't know how plastic surgery works because I get that the gist was it was a botched job. Yeah. Because botched it was. But shout out to the trash makeup because the department did with those prosthetics. I mean, it was really something. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. then the lip color was just so uh, pushing it all out there. It was very bold. That lip color was bright and giving us a new meaning to like luscious lips. (laughs) I will post photos of all of this on the Bravo Happier Instagram because there are so many good screen grabs from this. I was taking them as I was watching, just like living my truest joyful evening. This Watching this was really great. And it had been a minute. I probably watched it back in 2015 when it came out just to, you know, be a part of uh, the cultural zeitgeist, you know, when like (laughs) Avatar's coming out, Life Twirls On, Game of Thrones. Like they're all kind of like in the same, you know, um, cultural impact. Iconic Uh, all over. Exactly. (laughs) So at this point she comes back. They're talking with all the sisters. This is when we get the conversation where Kenya is having – the discussion with the oldest sister, Robin, about how Megan, the younger sister, is like a half-sister and that Megan's mom, I guess, took all of their communal dad's money. I guess maybe they broke up as well. But even that, like, we understand that there's a issue between, like, the half-sister and then we are. it's implied that this Megan's mom stole all of their dad's money. But we get nothing else from that after, it's just like, right. okay, so there's like this half-sister drama, but you don't really see Robin and Kenya having this great relationship where it would make Megan feel like the other or like the half-sister. It just seemed like they all three of them were always kind of hanging together. Yeah. 
always close because Robin even makes a point to say, we never called you our half sister. You know, we never do that. We always say our full sister. And I was like, who says that either? Like, yeah. Who makes that as an explanation <laughs> for anything? And we see that that's her gripe is, you know, um, that she I guess feels out uh, left out but we, like you said we never got that the entire time so we're starting at uh, the last five minutes when we start to get that there's actually bad dynamics between the sisters and there's some kind of tumultuous things going on in each of their lives where you know the youngest one I guess is um like a basically a sugar baby and, and sleeps with older, older men or rich men uh, kind of like I guess they were trying to line it up to be like you're just like your mom or something like that and then robin the middle or older sister is the psychiatrist that all the entire episode is trying to fix everyone and she's always making little notes in her recordings i don't know any psychiatrist that does that at all (laughs) who has like therapy for 10 years and i have (laughs) never seen any mental health professional make open public notes about the people in front of them to diagnose them in a recording where everyone can hear in the middle of a room full of other people that literally breaks a million HIPAA laws or something, but I digress. And she's having problems at home with her husband who is a gambler and gambles away their house. (sighs) Yeah. I mean, maybe she watched a little bit of, um, I don't know, Housewives in New Jersey or something. Got a little Joe Giudice <laughs> yeah. going on over there, mishandling the money and putting up the house as collateral. <laughs> if you feel that strongly that quickly, I think there are other things that we need to discuss. <laughs> yeah. Without ever letting me explain and never, I mean, we are led to believe that the entire 20 something minute episode is, you know, meant to be over a series of days. Mm hmm. So within all those days, no one has talked to Megan. No one knows Megan's side of the story and no one can get through the Kenya, which again, another continuity error because she went away because the wedding was broken off at the the last 10 minutes. But up until then, I mean, the wedding was broken off within the first seven minutes between that she was still around Mm -hmm. after the wedding was ended. And because Leon you know, one thing just to backtrack a little bit, Leon, um, oh wait, his name in the show was Henry. Yeah. Uh, Henry comes to this Jamaican wellness shop. That Cece's seen flower on, shop. <laughs> we Looks seen so on Atlanta where they asked Cynthia to be a part of this show. And we remember that Cynthia asked Peter to help her with the Jamaican accent because they wanted her to be a Jamaican, an old Jamaican lady. Cynthia is neither Jamaican nor old. So neither worked well for this, the costume, the presentation, (laughs) none of it. It was the cringiest thing I've ever heard in my life. And, and that is definitive uh, in my life. And, but Henry comes to the shop to talk to her. So she's still bopping around the town (laughs) after her wedding is over, but then afterwards needs to go away because she's feeling so, you know, not okay. And that's just not how that goes. Normally she would have left in the very beginning and would have gotten that scene earlier. And then maybe she would have gone back to work trying to pick up the pieces of her life because life twirls on and like working in the flower shop or whatever, which again, not even that, like, I thought you had a very successful hair care line. Right. And now you're doing a part-time job at a flower shop. Like, right. it's just that didn't make sense for the millionaire, the millionaire businesswoman. She's working in a flower shop. And then we realized that Cynthia Bailey is also not an actress. Oh, God. At all. And there's this scene where she literally takes the wig slash hat oh. that is sewed together off her hair because she's asking Kenya Brown if the Kenya Moore hair care products will help her grow her hair long. This is commercial number five for me. <laughs> she's like, she said, it said it grow long. And I hate, Oof. I hate to appropriate another culture's accent, but this is the problem, right? Because she didn't just have a Jamaican accent. Cynthia attempted at Patois, which is literally a island Jamaican, but definitely a Caribbean accent and language. It is not something that you can just like say in an accent. It is an entire type of language that her ex-husband used to speak when they went to Jamaica. And I'm like, why did they just have Peter do it? 
Yeah. Or could he just be like the old African man that threatened this big, tall play? That would have also been something good for optics. He would have looked up at him like, I'm watching you or something like that. Yeah. But like someone who actually can speak Patois, who's maybe Jamaican and not someone who's like pretending to be because it was so bad. It was literally Cynthia Bailey sounding like Cynthia Bailey acting like she was a Jamaican. That's what it sounded like. Yeah, it was pretty cringy. And even like on the show when it was airing on Atlanta, like all the other women were like, Cynthia's not an actress. Maybe that's not the best thing. And she went to Peter to get it. And I'm not saying Peter wasn't a valuable source, but Peter just knows what he grew up listening to. He's not able to teach it. Yeah, and also just because you're a black coach, <laughs> just because you're married to a Jamaican man, yeah, doesn't mean <laughs> you can can yeah, doesn't make you Jamaican and doesn't make you able to then yeah throw on an accent and and be like yeah, I'm gonna actually go on film doing this. Not only my yeah, I'm gonna double down. Not even doing it in the kitchen anymore. I'm doing and it on film. And again, it's not even just that the accent was terrible, though it was. It was like a ten on the Richter scale of earthquakes of accents. <laughs> but it was also that she attempted an entire language that she has not ever subscribed to. Like we got the impression when they all went to Jamaica that she had never been. So she like knows nothing about this world at all. And I am not, I feel like I knew more. And I was like, I don't know if you're doing this right, but like she should have just went to a dialect coach, an acting coach, anyone who is actually capable of doing that. You know, Bravo loves filming that type of shit. Oh yeah. You go out and like, (laughs) figure it out for an entire episode. You know how many times we've seen people go to perfume places and go out <laughs> on stage to find pearls. And like, we just saw that on Dallas, You're going to go find things for your jewelry line. Like we'd like to see you build towards your endeavor, not just ask your husband on your kitchen Island, how to speak like his family. <laughs> yeah. Heather Dubrow went to France to make her oh. own champagne. Champagne. Make champagne <laughs> if it's not out of champagne, France. Oh and my I was God. like, huh, so Prosecco's not champagne. I was young. I wasn't drinking then, but I was like, that's interesting. But she, like, gave us this, like, real, like, bougie-ass lesson about how champagne can only be champagne if it's made in champagne. So hers is a champagne wah. And I was like, Damn. so you're saying you're, like, a knockoff champagne? Damn, I'm trying to find Colette Champenois. That was the name of it, right? Colette, the so. da- littlest daughter. Heather Dubrow. Interesting. What happened to that, Heather? I'm trying to... Remember, they all went there just for that. I wonder if we... If someone, like, writes in or, like, DMs us and gives us, like, a... It does us one better of, like, housewives going on a trip to better their endeavor. Okay. So, it doesn't look like you can buy it, which is a damn shame because... That's everything on OC. Every liquor on OC has gone to die. Oh, yeah, this is going straight to we couldn't find the page you were looking for. Doesn't yeah. the, the URL doesn't even work anymore. That's brutal. We should also look up Vicky, um, Vicky's Bacon Vodka, see if that's oh, ever come to fruition. I didn't know she had a bacon flavored. That's yeah, she wanted a bacon flavor because it was inspired <laughs> by Slade's comments about Pig, Miss Piggy. Oh, my God. She's like, turn a negative into a positive. Yeah, yeah. and then her and Tamara were going to have a wine together. Oh, I remember that. I remember there was a lot of things going on, and another and none of it ever happened. Liquor goes to die on um, OC. It's v- so sad. Vicky Gunvalson Vodka. Wow. Yeah, it looks like she was in tons of lawsuits a couple of years ago. This is before my show, so I wouldn't know. Oh my god, she was in a six year battle. Time. She was in a six year lawsuit with this vodka company. <laughs> damn it, the good stuff I missed. Yeah, I had, we both should have had our podcast. We should have like maybe. A good season. We'll be going back and reviewing old old seasons of Housewives. Oh my god! I cannot believe this bacon flavored vodka. That yeah. is so. That's all I remember. I don't know why I have such random memories of all Housewives, but I remember <laughs> Champagne Wa because it taught me the difference between Prosecco and Champagne. And I now go to a lot of brunch places now. People are like, "Oh, I love mimosas." I'm like, "Actually, it's not a mimosa because it's made with Prosecco and not <laughs> Champagne." And Champagne has to be made in champagne and they're like do you feel better now <laughs> I'm like, like, i do yes <laughs> i'm so educated <laughs> practically a small yeah. a champ champenois yeah i've champenois. never oh god and yes we basically did an entire liquor tangent because that's literally all that live twirls on gave us <laughs> it was nothing else 
I'm like, life twirls on. Let's talk about champagne. Everything else. Yeah. But I will say, you know, a nice little friend to wrap it up with a bow because guys, it was funny to watch. It really was. If you want to laugh at it, perfect. It, especially because I come from a place that I love Kenya. I think the entire Atlanta housewife cast is fantastic minus you know a couple rotators right now um mainly just eva but other than that i love them all and i love kenya and i still laughed at it but the best thing that i got from the entire thing is something that brandon said so we get this idea that maybe it's going to be like a fuller house thing where you know kenya is like Robin tells Kenya that, you know, she's having problems with her husband and she is moving out. They're separated. And Kenya's like, well, you can stay here as long as you want. And I felt bad for the half sister. And she was like, well, what about me? And the aunt like offers a, this is a big house. Y'all can all stay here. All of you should stay here. I love how she's inviting people into Kenya's house for yeah, Kenya. Right? <laughs> that is fundamental. Don't ever do that to me, mom. If you ever listen to this, do not do that to me. <laughs> I will be pissed. <laughs> no, you cannot stay here unless I say so. But it was a large house. I think that would have been a cute idea and a cute thing to see all of them together. But the younger sister talks about how she just broke up with her sugar daddy. So she's been three months mu- or her sugar daddy hasn't paid her rent in three months. So, you know, it's tight for her and she needs a place to be because she's evicted too. And Brandon literally gives what I don't think was scripted. I think it was him being Brandon. Cause I thought, I think he's better on the housewives than he was in the show. And he says, wait a minute. We went from husbands to sugar daddy. Side chicks don't get alimony. And I <laughs> tackled in my head. I was like, that's good. That's a good one. That's gold. Keep that. I mean, <laughs> he they did. It's been four years. But. He did like a couple of really good one-liners. But again, I think like those are t- the types of moments where it was like improv, like everybody on set, like hanging out, joking around, and he like threw a zinger in there where it yes. wasn't like Kenya writing it. Like he actually was that like was a real housewife zinger. That's yes, that he, Don Juan, oh. um, Dwight, Miss Lawrence, Miss, uh, Derek J. Those, oh, those I love Derek J. You know what I mean? That's what they would have given us if they were just sitting around Kiki Kian with the girls. They would have been like, I'm sorry, we went from sugar daddies to, uh, from husbands to sugar daddies. Satrix don't get alimony, honey. And <laughs> that's what I found hilarious. It's also not his house, but that's the fun thing that I'm like, I miss whatever happened to Brandon. I don't know because he hasn't, he wasn't at that Barbie event. I don't know if he went, no, he was definitely at the wedding. I feel like he might have walked her down the aisle. Let me see. Like, can you more? That's what I thought. And now, again, everything else but the show because that really does wrap up the show. Basically. But I really wonder what happened with Brandy because he did her show. You would think if they were that close and she's going to invite him to do the show with her, that they would be close. Okay, I'm looking, I'm trying to find an update online or something, but let's see. Man, Brandon went back into oblivion. Oh, God. Kingofreads.com posted an article called, Kenya's friend Brandon, tired of being pocket gay, goes in on black community. Not pocket gay. Pocket gay. What the f- What the f- Oh my god, and it says here, not to be surprised, all the women on the show have a pocket gay, parentheses, a gay version of a king's fool. Like, what? What fucking site is this? Oh my god, that's so funny. And now I'm seeing, I just randomly online, a lot of, um, in, in lieu of what's going on in the real world, a lot Ugh. of calls for repeachment of Phaedra Parks. That is possibly the greatest word I've ever heard in my life. <gasps> repeachment. If you think of impeachment wow. as getting rid of and removing, repeachment would be reinstating, but also peach, get repeaching her. Hello, Georgia Peach. <laughs> this is fantastic wording, people. But a lot of sources are saying that Phaedra Parks should be repeached. <laughs> The internet, you know, for... I would love to see her and Kenya go back at But I think that in a Kenya world, we don't need a lot of other people. Kenya and Portia can carry us through to glory. Atlanta will last forever with Kenya Moore and, and Portia Williams. The woman brought both a fan and a bullhorn to a reunion. And that was, I feel like, the first time real big props were coming in. Because before that, we got, like, manila folders with, you know, receipts. Like, and... 
you know, sometimes you'd see a housewife like take their glasses out, like which I love. Like I love when someone takes their glasses out to like see a case, like read like an old email or yeah. something. But that was it. Yeah, Kenya coming in with a bullhorn and then being like, I did no such thing as provoke her. That's insane. <laughs> Why would you ever say you that? Like you what? Out in her face, <laughs> like like a football game, and you are the cheerleader, and she is the audience. You are yelling in her face. But then I mean, I, I venture to say for everyone who's like, we love it without. Nini, I'm telling you, it's fantastic without Nini, but Nini can never be undersold. She just will, she'll deliver. If even if she seems miserable, because last season I thought the woman was so miserable, she was going oh, to leave. Yeah. But she gives us the she is the most giftable housewife in history. And I will say that on record. There is no one that has more snappy one-liners than Nini. Lanithia Leaks. <laughs> Lanithia. There is no one better than fix that body. Fix that face. Fix that face. <laughs> there was no one better than close your legs to marry wig, marry men and buy a wig. Are yeah. you kidding me? Like, oh <laughs> who has a best to a reunion? Like, oh my God. Nini <laughs> is the greatest gift to ever. I mean, there's a reason why Atlanta is the highest rated housewife franchise. And every time I have a conversation with someone about this on my Instagram, they're like shocked when I tell them this. They're like, wow, it's so good. I never watched it before. And we, I think we had this uh, this conversation last time I was on your show that the audiences don't often integrate, but then they're always shocked to hear that Atlanta is the highest rated and the highest consistently paid mm-hmm. from cast throughout. So yes, we know like Denise Richards and Beverly Hills got $4 million, but they're not all getting that. Whereas all the women on Atlanta are getting over a million dollars a season. Oh, and that amazing. is because they give it to us. All of it. Like they empty the tanks. Mention, I did a bonus episode on my podcast where I went to um, Monique Samuels of Real Houses of Potomac's uh, Not For Lazy Moms podcast recording. And oh it was God. filmed. It was a, I did an entire uh, like 40 minute, a 30 minute episode about the four hours that I was there. Four it hours. was absolutely epic. It was so much fun. I learned a lot listening, seeing who I didn't see, what I didn't hear, a lot of shady questions, a lot of stuff. And I spilled all that tea. But what I noticed was the producers thought that the ladies were coming. They did not come. And Monique invited all of them Ooh. and no one came but Ashley. Ashley came. Yeah, well, Ashley, I feel still, like it's looking for friends. So yeah, like, I'll go anywhere, anywhere, anyone strong. Because Monique was like, I don't have cameras in my basement. I got cameras in this entire big mansion in Potomac, but not in the basement. I don't know why you would think that. What are you talking about? Michael did something in the basement? Never heard of it. Wait, I don't know what you're saying. So she stuck up for her. And I think following this whole, and then we get the news that two weeks later after this event that I put out my podcast about, Monique might, is charged with second degree assault. Casual. And possibly fired. And I'm like, well, now I see why no one came to the, that's what I'm saying. It must've been Mm -hmm. such a big fight for none of the ladies to come to this obviously filmed recording. Mm -hmm. It was a four hour filming event and no one came and four of them were in the city. They were in DC where I was and it just didn't come. And they were like, we don't care. So to give up camera time, which is a money thing. Like we know what Nene, which means she's definitely going to deliver the rest of the season. Yeah. She went to the first three episodes. She's going to be like, well, I'm back bitches. And I'm getting a raise next year. Fuck all oh, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> you will never see a day where you don't want Nene leave. <laughs> well, that kind of wraps up life twirls on for us. Yeah. You've definitely got to see this to believe how good it is. I really wish Bravo would have given it like a full play out on in the middle of an Atlanta episode, kind of like a Beverly Hills into Vanderpump Rules, like shepherd us into life twirls on. Like I would take it. I will take it and watch it and love it. That's amazing. What? I remember that day. That day was the best day ever. I know. And so many people were hating on that moment. I'm like, this is the perfect way to get me into a new show. Because I'm trepidatious about so many shows that come on Bravo because you never know. You never know. I always forget, too. But Brandi Glanville is like, you're the one that slept with my husband. And then Sheena takes that tray into the kitchen. And then, boom, Katie and Stassi. We're (laughs) in Vanderpump Rules. Like, we're in it. And I was like... This is amazing. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> and she's crying in the back. She said, it's not with her husband. I mean, I did, but I didn't know. And I was like, well, this is magical. Like turns up the volume, puts on my DVR. Never have I looked back ever. And that was when I decided to give everything Bravo a chance at least once. Because if I did not get that usher in, never would have gotten that entire amazing gift of Vanderpump Rules. And I feel like if it wasn't for us watching the filming of 
you know, a couple of the scenes of Life Tours on, I never would even remember that this was a thing. And I thank you, Megan, for bringing this back into my life because it was the laugh and the chuckle that I needed. Yeah, I've had a pretty rough week. And then watching this the other night in bed, this laughing out loud, thinking like, thank God for people like Kenya, content creators. Thank you. I just, I'm, I'm not worthy. Atlanta is the gift that keeps on giving. Well, Monty, where can people follow you and listen to your amazing podcast? You can still find me on Twitter. I'm doing live speeding and stuff now, which shows just because I have a little bit more artistic room. <laughs> um, but on both Instagram and Twitter, I can be found at mixing with Monty, M-I-X-I-N-G-W-I-T-H-M-A-N-I. And um, also on my podcast, Anywhere you podcast, but especially Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, all the good girls, um, same title, Mix It With Monty. You can type me in and I will come up. Amazing. I'm always shady, but never Haiti. I like to make sure that I do that thing. (laughs) I'm not a hateful individual. I just like to keep it really rude. And let's, you know, talk all the good girls of the Housewives and Bravo. Yes. Well, let's do this again soon. You have to come on the regular show because you are a joy to talk to. Can't wait. Absolutely. Thanks so much for listening to Bravo Happy Hour. If you're loving the show, head to Apple Podcasts to leave a quick review and a five-star rating. And while you're at it, head to Instagram and follow at Bravo Happy Hour to talk with fellow listeners on the episode's discussion posts. Also, feel free to shoot me an email at bravohappyhourpod at gmail.com with any super juicy gossip or just to say hi. Be sure to tune in every Monday and Thursday for more of your favorite Bravo-related news. 